This is an ABC podcast. I think it goes without saying that shit's been pretty rough lately. If you had mental health issues before the pandemic, it's likely they've been made worse and you may be experiencing anxiety or depression for the first time. And you might have started using antidepressants to help stabilise your mood. These drugs can save lives, but they can also really mess with your sex life. I'm Nat Tenchich, and on this episode, anti-Ds and doing the deed. You'll find out what to do when the stuff that's meant to make you feel better takes away one of your big remaining pleasures, and how you might not actually have to choose. This is actually one of the most requested topics on The Hookup. Every month or so, someone drops into the inbox with this problem. I'm on antidepressants, and while I feel better... I have no desire for sex. I miss orgasms and I miss connecting with my partner. Help. And it's a tough one because you can feel trapped. Is it worth giving up your mental stability to come? Could being on meds cost you a relationship? For Alex, antidepressants were causing premature ejaculation. Reporter Jackson Worthington had a chat with him about how almost a decade of being on meds has impacted his sex life and relationships. It made me a lot more premature than I'd ever been before. Felt like I wouldn't be able to satisfy a new partner or anything like that. That's Alex. He's got anxiety and depression. He's been on and off antidepressants for nearly nine years. The Australian Institute of Health and Welfare reckons more than 3.1 million Aussies were prescribed antidepressants in 2019-20, just like Alex. And that was before the pandemic started. These meds are meant to help people improve their mental health. But just like everything else, they have some side effects. When you first start on one, you get quite a lot of like nausea. I had one where I had some insomnia as a side effect and didn't sleep for about a week. In terms of side effects that continued on, there was some sexual dysfunction, which changed from medication to medication. Some of the ones I was on, I couldn't bring myself to ejaculate regardless of what I did, and some of the other ones was the complete opposite, where, you know, a flick of the switch would do it. Over the past nine years, Alex's meds have had a pretty big impact on his sex life and his relationships. At points, my partner at the time would feel, you know, inadequate because they could not bring me to ejaculate, but it was entirely due to the medication, as it was never previously an issue. It gets frustrating, especially one of the ones I was recently on after being single for a while, and it made me a lot more premature than I'd ever been before. And that kind of made me less interested in seeking out anything because I felt like I wouldn't be able to satisfy, you know, a new partner or anything like that. Alex isn't alone in his frustration. Nick started taking antidepressants just after starting uni. Basically, just as he started dating, he started to deal with these side effects too. You feel incomplete in a way. You don't feel like you're normal can definitely hurt your self-confidence and would affect the way that you interact with people especially women uh, in that kind of setting my girlfriend was very supportive and to be honest it probably frustrated me more than anything you kind of feel bad in a way because you're letting down the sexual experience okay so there's no doubt these medications help a lot of people but why do so many of them screw up your sex life Most antidepressants work by changing the levels of hormones in our brains. And we know that depression is linked to an imbalance in some of these hormones. That's Dr. Anna Semecki, 
She's a medical advisor at MPS Medicine Wise, a non-for-profit that helps people understand how to safely use their medications. She says sexual dysfunction is a super common side effect of antidepressants. One of the most commonly used classes of antidepressants called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Those drugs increase the levels of serotonin in the brain, which leads to the desired effect of stabilising mood. But because the brain is so complex, it can also lead to some unwanted side effects. Talking about your sex life with the doctor can be awkward. But Dr. Samaki says it's important to keep them in the loop with how you're going. It's almost impossible to predict how an antidepressant will affect an individual because side effects vary from person to person. It's really important that patients be open and honest in their communication with their doctor. We know sexual health is something many are embarrassed to talk about, but if you do notice a change or a problem, please, please, please don't hesitate in raising this and voicing your concerns. Uh, Doctors are used to these discussions, we deal with them regularly, but we won't know what's going on unless you tell us. Those sorts of discussions led to Nick and Alex both coming off their medication. Nick says more people should have the chat. You don't need to feel any sort of shame or anything like that. Um, There's a lot of stigma about taking antidepressants, but the the people that aren't reaching out and asking for help, those are the ones that are really doing damage to themselves. Thanks to Jackson for contributing that from Hack Triple J's Current Affairs program. It's in your podcast feed daily if you want to go check it out. And just so you know, this is super common. Sex therapist Tanya Kuhn says it's so common, it's something you're going to have to weigh up before even starting on meds. The statistics are that 70% of people taking SSRI antidepressants will experience some sort of impact in terms of loss of libido or um, loss of sensation. So that's a large number of people and a, a lot of different things that can happen. It might have you thinking, is it worth it? Giving up sexual desire can be a hard ask, but sexologist Lauren French says it's worth remembering that depression left untreated can also screw with your sex drive. Depression can obviously have a huge impact on our sex drive, on our libido and sexual function, just as much as an antidepressant can. So I think it kind of depends on when we look at depression, are we having these difficulties before the antidepressants? And once we're on the antidepressants, are they lasting for quite a long time? With, you know, sexual function stuff, a lot of it we can manage even if you're on or off antidepressants with help with through therapy, sexology work, etc. But it is really hard for us all to determine exactly what's causing it because, you know, there's no way to know going in before you start taking them. So how do you weigh that up? It can seem like a difficult choice. Do you prioritise your head brain or your crotch brain? Well, those things are very intimately connected. And Lauren says it's going to be an individual decision for everyone based on your mental health needs and how important sex is for you. It is a hard decision and I think we all need to understand that, you know, mental health is hugely important, but sexual health also affects our mental health and affects our overall life. So I think, you know, it's kind of not always a this or that moment either. I think it is about open discussions with our doctors, with our providers around, you know, are there other medications we can try? Can we try lower dosage? And if, you know, we find a medication that works but still not quite working for our sex life, can we work with other people around how do we, you know, help foster our libido, help, you know, put some things into place, whether it's around timing of sex. And yes, we might lose a little bit of spontaneity, but we still might be able to create a really satisfying sex life with ourselves as well as our partner. So I think it is that, you know, it's not always quite a decision, but I think we need to 
not lessen the sexual health and we can't obviously lose our mental health either. It's not clear cut. You might be back and forth with your doctor working out the sweet spot. But in the meantime, you might actually be able to have your cake and eat it too. Tanya says you can find desire on antidepressants. The key is being intentional. It's around what we're expecting. So a lot of the time when when people make a decision to have sex, rather than feeling that tingling in the loins, Mm. about 90% of the time people can start doing things that are pleasurable and they can arouse and come to the party. It it might take a bit longer because of the drugs. Uh, It might uh, take some different things. So you could introduce um, some maybe some sex toys that can increase sensitivity or increase intensity, I should say. It might be that you allow yourself some more time because I think a lot of folks, uh, they notice the change and they're like, wow, I used to get aroused really quickly and now, now it takes me some time. And there's nothing wrong with that if you understand that and you brief your partner as well if everybody's expecting to kind of get wild and and get everything on really quickly and your body's not complying then slow everything down can it help tanya to make like times or schedule in um sex time if it's something you're worried about yeah definitely um i'm pretty well known for uh, a strategy that i talk about with lots of my clients which is uh, i encourage people to plan to be spontaneous Mm. which kind of like putting little little windows in your week of times where you're going to connect together physically and you're going to do something that you wouldn't do with your best friend so maybe it's have a bath together maybe it's take a shower maybe it's watch tv naked maybe this week one person gives the other a massage and maybe next week we swap roles and from there it's a maybe a shorter step towards getting sexy you know you're experiencing pleasure your body's um, engaged with your partner and uh, it's a smaller gap to cross than sitting on the sofa going oh maybe we should have sex yes it's probably going to take more work and you might not be able to come as easily or at all and that can be frustrating but it doesn't mean that pleasure and connection with your partner is off the table lauren says it all comes down to say it with me open honest communication I think open communication is always the cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. And I think also how we're viewing our sex life and how we're viewing, you know, sexual satisfaction. So often sex is so goal orientated for people. It is about erections. It's about orgasms. And actually, you know, how do we reframe our sexual world so that we're actually focusing on things like pleasure and fun? And I think, you know, then if we're having issues with erection, we're having issues with libido, we can still kind of work on that with our partner. But our partner has to have the same kind of expectations going in. So it is about kind of having that conversation of what we're able to do sexually, what helps us sexually, you know, particularly times of day, uh, different, you know, around our antidepressants and kind of getting them on board so that we look at this as, you know, a team effort towards how we best have the best sex we can. Hookup listener Michaela from Brisbane on Turrible Country is on anti-Ds and says while it's tricky, she finds that prioritising her partner's pleasure helps her get into it too. I'm really open about my mental health and my sexuality and I do have a high sex drive, but Mm -hmm. also I have the issue of that mentally I'm really in the mood and aroused, but physically my body just has a disconnect. So Mm. uh, that can be frustrating, but... 
In that case, I kind of just focus on the pleasure of it all and the lead up instead of like focusing on being able to orgasm. Yeah, Tanya, I think that's like exactly what you were saying, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and do you have fun? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Fantastic. I think that's what people need to hear. It's not all about the big O. It's really fun doing things with your partner and there's tons of pleasure to be had. Yeah, I think like being able to openly communicate with your partner is really important as well. So myself, I take pleasure in being able to pleasure my partner. So I'm like, if they're enjoying themselves, I can enjoy myself, even if physically I can't get there or I'm not really in the moment. So I just find that, yeah, just being able to communicate and be open with things and find out what works for you, but also realising sometimes it's just not going to happen. All of that is fair enough with someone you know pretty intimately and might even have been intimate with before you were on meds. But it can be pretty intimidating if you're dating and having sex with someone new. To help, Tanya recommends disclosing it from the start of a new relationship. I think it's something that's really important to broach from the beginning. And I know a lot of people, it's two really tricky subjects when you think about it. One is discussing mental health and the other is discussing sex. So, you mm. know, people don't really like to get into that, that nitty gritty so quickly when they're seeing somebody. One of the tips that I give folk is um, you don't have to disclose what medication you're taking. You can say, I am taking some medication that does uh, impact my, my sexual performance or my libido or um, how I'm experiencing sex in my body. So let them know, just bring them in on the equation or, or just say it can take me longer than other people to arouse or it takes me approximately this long to arouse. So it depends on you how much you want to disclose about it, but you can talk purely about the side effects and and what they are and how they impact you. Or you can say, yep, it's medication and it's this. right? But um, I'm always a big advocate for speaking with sex. Brand new lovers, that's the best time to be talking about sex because you can be working out all sorts of things rather than up in your head worrying about what's going on. So you're also doing your lover a favour if you let them know the things that might be um, difficult for you so that they're not in their head going, gee, what's wrong with me? You know, my lover's not responding to me in a way that I'm expecting. You know, we talk about this on the the hookup all the time, but a large part of being able to communicate what is actually going to work for you in whatever situation is knowing what you like yourself. But when you're in a situation yeah. where you're on antidepressants, like even masturbating is really, really difficult. Like, How can you sort of find some connection and self-pleasure when you're on these types of medications? I think a lot of the time when we're on our own, sometimes we're on this sort of like super highway to pleasure. We just want to knock one out and have an orgasm and get on with it, right? Mm. But in this case, it might be um, experimenting a little bit to see, all right, well, how long, what's happening with my medication? Is it taking me longer to arouse? Is it taking me longer to be able to have an orgasm? Can I have one at all? And maybe then experimenting with tapping into your erotic energy, Rather than making, again, things outcome focused, let's make it about what's possible and what feels nice and pleasurable. And I I think, again, we don't need to make a drive and a push to orgasm the only reason that people have sex and connect. There's lots of really delicious, yummy, pleasurable things that you can do that feel great. Um, And sometimes it might take a while for them to feel even better. But if you're experimenting and you're coming at it with an open mind, so don't be looking at this like, oh, my God, I'm taking these these pills and now everything's changed and it's all bad. Different doesn't necessarily mean bad or worse. 
It can be tricky, but if you want to make it work, it comes down to planning, effort, non-judgment, and prioritizing pleasure, but the journey, not the destination. You might not orgasm every time. It might be frustrating. It's important to discuss your needs with your doctor because it's going to be different for everyone and you might need to get off them or change up your medication schedule. But whatever you decide in weighing up this issue for you, Tanya says some attitude shifts around sex can help everyone, even if you're not on meds. I really think medication or not, if we start to focus on pleasure and not performance or outcome, we're going to have a much better time when we're getting sexy. So there's, there's definitely things you can do. Uh, and, and if you focus on what feels nice and what's good and ask your partner too, my favorite question, what can make this even better? Right. So they're going to know on the day or the night, it might be like, you know what, it might be better if we just stop. Or I, I think I'm up for some lower case stuff than we had thought we were going to do. That's okay. That's really okay. And it might be like, you know what, I feel better than I thought I would. So, you know, let's go. The brain's a sex organ and so much of having great sex is in our head and depends on our mental health. But great sex is important for our well-being too. So if you need professional help from a sex therapist and your doctor or psychologist to find that balance, definitely seek it out. It's worth it. And if you have a sex issue you want some help with, hit our inbox. Email thehookup at abc.net.au, DM us on Instagram. And if you know a friend struggling with anything love, sex or relationship related, pass us along. Catch you next time.